You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. And it is Tech Fan Podcast number 440. I am Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello, how are you? Stuffy. Yep. It's the beginning of fall. Um, you know, a month ago we had almost 100 degree Fahrenheit weather. Yeah. Really high humidity, just just miserable. I hate the, the really hot weather. Um, but then again, you know, I'm a pale skinned, blue eyed guy, so shocker. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're at the transition period between really summer and fall. We're right into right in the middle of that. And <clears throat> as such, you know, the trees are getting ready to drop their leaves and a bunch of plants go into hibernation or outright die. And it's my favorite time of the year, to be honest. I love fall. Mm-hmm. I, I like right now, as long as it's not too hot. Right through, I'm going to say, January 1st, New Year's Day. That's my favorite time of the year, other than when it's a presidential election year, because, ugh, <laughs> just, it's too much. Yeah. But other than that, it's my favorite time of the year. You get Halloween, which, as a kid, it was my favorite. Um, well, as a kid, nothing beats Christmas, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Halloween was right there. And then, yeah, of course, fun. yeah, it's just great. And then you get uh, in the U.S. Thanksgiving, which I loved because you know all the family gets together and just a good time. I really, really like it. And then, of course, you get into the full blown. It's the holiday season. Um, <clears throat> it, traditionally, you know, it's about getting presents for the kids, and if you are a kid, you're getting presents. Um, but I just like the the atmosphere at that time of the year. All the lights, and most people are in pretty good moods. Um, so it's my yeah. favorite time of the year. Yeah, and, and if you're working, I, I don't know if you have this in the US, but certainly here in the UK, we kind of have a, everything kind of slows down, late November, early December. Yes, it does. Because people too. are getting ready for the Christmas break, even yeah. though yours is shorter than ours. But but yeah, everything kind of slows down, so things get perhaps a little bit easier, unless you're in retail, of course. But, uh, um, you know, for general office work, that, that's kind of nice as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite time of the year, except for one thing. It's this in the beginning of spring is when my allergies kick into full effect. And uh, I'm a little suffering from that today. A little, yep. little, bit, little bit of a foggy, right behind the eyes type of thing going on and sniffles and coughs. And that'll be fine by 11, 12 o'clock today. Yeah. It'll, it'll be pretty much gone. And then mm-hmm. it rears its ugly head right like an hour before I want to go to bed. So apparently, one of the downsides of space flight is this as well. That um, because of the a zero g, all the fluids in your head kind of float around and make you feel like you've got a constant head cold. Hmm. So um, that's one to watch out for if you plan to be visiting space anytime soon. Well, yeah, there was that trip I was planning in uh, <clears throat> June, but you know, it's I off because just... of COVID. Well, I, I mean. It's kind of hard to social distance in a very small... In a, in a, in a spacecraft, yeah. 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 So, anyways, uh, let's talk about some tech stuff here. Um, we'll start with the Apple stuff because uh, it seems to be a lot of people talking about it. I I always enjoy a good Apple event, what they're coming out with. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting to hear about the new iPhones, which is the thing that I was the most interested in. And of course, they postponed that because uh, supplier issues, and they're a little behind. And I think it's going to yeah. happen within another week or two. I, w- I was surprised that they didn't announce them anyway, and then say, you know, and you can buy them in a few weeks. I, I but but obviously, they're not bringing everybody together for these events. So um, it pro- they probably said, well, it's just as easy for us to do a separate virtual event. Well, I think the new chip that they have with the A14. Yeah, uh, I think that is a significant upgrade from what they've been using. I think it's also the one that's going to be the new Max. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a really a, a key focus on what they're going to be showing. And yeah. I don't it, think that they wanted to downplay that at all. And they only had so much time. Well, they did kind in this event. They kind of downplayed it. They compared it to the previous chip in the iPad, the A12. Yeah, which in the is iPad Air, but disingenuous. They just, well, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything, does it? Right. I mean, they, you know. Um, oh, here it is uh, in a two-year-old chip or a two-year. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah, we're interested in 
comparing to um, how it performs in a Mac. Um, uh, that's all I care about, to be honest. How fast yeah. is it going to be in a Macintosh? But it's interesting. I, I just this morning before the show, I looked through what they announced again, um, and I've I also looked at the new iPad Air versus the uh, current iPad Pro, and a thought tickled my brain. Um, so the new iPad Air is effectively, I mean, it's ninety percent of an iPad Pro for two hundred fifty dollars less, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a hell of a deal. Uh, and it has the only real. It has the new chip in it, so it's faster, presumably, than the currently I- iPad Pros. It has a screen nearly as big as an 11-inch iPad Pro. Um, it doesn't have the Pro Motion, but it has everything else on the screen, and it has Touch ID uh, instead of um, Face ID, and it doesn't have the lidar sensor that, frankly, I don't think most people are using at the moment. No. Um, and it's five ninety nine. Now it's not available in the same. <coughs> storage configurations that the pros it's either 64 or 256 but frankly with files with um usb file support on that comes with usb c as well I, I don't think anybody really needs anything more than 256 for most purposes um so i looked at that and i thought well what does this mean for the ipad pro you know because <laughs> effectively they've undercut their own product um, obviously, there's still the 12.9 and all that. Now, you could say, oh, well, you know, the iPad Pro is, it tends to be refreshed in, in spring, and presumably the next iPad Pro will be, uh, you know, a, a much bigger update. But what does that actually mean? There's not really much more they can stuff into the thing to differentiate it from the much cheaper iPad Air. I wonder if we're going to see um, some sort of Despite the fact they've said they're not going to do it, I think we're going to see some sort of overlap between the new Apple Silicon Macs and the iPad Pro. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll, I we'll wonder see if, pretty soon. You, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you'll ever see an iPad Pro running macOS, but just in the same way that the, um, the new Apple Silicon Macs are going to be able to run iPad apps, I wonder if the new iPad Pros will be able to run Mac apps. I don't know. You well, know. We'll find out soon. Yeah. So the other, to me, uh, of course, they have the new watch, which is a complete snore fest to me. Uh, I, I don't care. Well. Until I actually need a watch, I, it doesn't. And remember, I just got a, a brand new Series 3 because my yeah. Series 2 or 1, whatever it was, yeah. the screen popped off because the battery is starting to swell. That's right, yeah. And so, yeah, well, my I, watch I mean, is, yeah. does every single thing I need it to do. I, yeah, and, the, and I, I, th- I think Apple appreciates that because they've launched the the Watch SE, which effectively is the is a the latest version of what you want. Yeah, it is it is an an entry level price watch at two hundred and eighty dollars. I know that's still expensive for a, a what's effectively a digital watch, but there's a lot of people who who um, seek to get Apple watches, and this is an entry level version that doesn't have the fancy health sensors on it. It doesn't have the always on display, but apart from that, it's pretty much the same as the others. Yeah, it's and I think that, I have. yeah, I, I think that's that's a pretty compelling um, product for a, that's going to be a pretty compelling product for the for the holiday season because a lot of people who want the general health fitness stuff that the watch gives you without necessarily worrying about the specific health sensors. Um, and um, I think I think five six years of not having all on always on Apple display watches proves that people can perfectly live with a display that's not on all the time. Yeah, so, I've got, um, I know people that really like the always on display and those who don't. I prefer the one that's not. Yeah, because I'll notice when I'm driving at night if I turn the steering wheel a certain way, the my watch will light up and it's distracting. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. So I well, the thing with the always on is it shouldn't do that, should it? Because it should always be on the the lower the lower right. brightness setting. Anyway, I've um. We've uh, Leanne and I have both have both placed orders for the new watches, the top end watches with the the things, because we want the uh, blood oxygen sensor. Yeah, that's that's something we're both really interested in in keeping an eye on. Um, you know, me for my sleep apnea, and uh, and Leanne because she's also got um, you know uh, lung problems from her Im- immune problem. So we kind of that that kind of pushed us over the edge. I was thinking about changing mine anyway. I've got a series four, and last year I. I kind of fancied the idea of the always-on display, but I'd only my watch was only a year old, and I didn't think it was worthwhile to trade it in. No, I would agree. Now, yeah, but now with the combination of the new sensor that I want and also getting the also-on display, um, <coughs> I decided to go for it. But I have to tell you, 
hit kind of hit me in the wallet buying two at once. Yeah, um, it, it was. I, I spent nearly nine hundred pounds on two watches, uh, and uh, you know that kind of it does make you <laughs> stop and realise quite how expensive these things are. Mm-hmm. But there you go. I mean, we you know we we got Leanne's getting the um, the new the new band the kind of the stretchy band, but not the rubbery one, the fabric one. Yeah, uh, and I went for. Yeah, and I went for a proper Apple Milanese loop because um, I've always wanted one, frankly. I think I'm, I figured as I'm buying the watch anyway, I might as well, you know, spend a little bit extra money and get that. But Yeah, why not? Yeah. Kids don't so, need college. Come on. They'll get along just fine. <laughs> they could be plumbers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kid, I'm going to introduce you this, this thing you've never heard of called an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, to be quite honest... I think less kids need to go to college and yeah. more kids need to go to trade schools. Yeah. Well, I believe that is, for a long yeah. time. This is a thing they did in, in the UK uh, here quite a few years ago now is they democratized college university. They said they wanted more people to go to university and we had col- a lot of colleges as well. And we also had these things called polytechnics that were, yeah, we've got um, them here. Yeah. They're kind of a mix between a, a college, a trade college and a university. Yeah. And so all the polytechnics got converted into full universities um, and a lot of them dropped a lot of the trade type stuff and they more, um, you know, they more, um, kind of activity led courses and became full universities. And, um, the government introduced loans so that people could go to university and after that, after introducing loans, they then introduced, introduced tuition fees, which we'd never had before, but our tuition fees are capped, but they're still expensive. Currently capped. Um, Trust me, they'll go away. Yeah. Uh, and, um, of course, it did incru- increase numbers to university, but one has to question the value of some of the courses that some people do. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people come out of university with, with kind of um, academic type courses that I'm, you know, are very interesting and to them and the, you know, the rigor of studying an academic type course in say, I don't know, media studies is the one that's often joked about here. And, you know, I've got a university degree in media studies and it's just like, what does that mean? Yeah. You I mean, know, the fact a that, lot of YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, not to diminish that too much. In the fact that you actually go to go to classes and you sit down, you write uh, assignments and essays and things like that on a topic is value in itself in terms of learning those skills. But in yeah. terms of di- direct applicability to a lot of jobs, it's kind of hard to see, you know. And I th- I think a lot of people go to university now and choose courses they like the sound of and don't really think about what they're going to do afterwards. Well, the um, whole thing with when I say less college and more trades is. <clears throat> Excuse me. You get there. Look, in a bad economy, uh, a plumber yeah. or an electrician uh, are never starving for money. Yeah, a good plumber will always have, always have a job, whether he's yeah. working for himself or she is working for herself, or they work for a company. You will always have a job if you're a good plumber. Always. Yeah. Um, there are certain skills that not everybody has and that will always be in demand i'll be honest that's one of the reasons i got into the car business yeah um i don't think that the industry is going to go to 100 percent buying cars online i think there's always going to be a big segment of the population that needs someone to help walk through the process and i thought you know with my it background and more and more people getting into it the the revenue for it professionals are going to go down and that's 100 percent true i've seen it yeah uh, but can I? If I could sell and make a lot of money doing it, um, that's a skill that not everybody can do, and I would argue most people probably can't do. But it would be kind of job security, whether I yeah. stay with the same company or I could move anywhere in the world and be able to sell a product. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. I'm, so my my career is in IT consultancy. Um, I've been made redundant a couple of times early in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've been with the same company now for uh, over 20 years. Th- at the moment, we're doing very well, and uh, and I hope that will continue. I hope that I've chosen a good company and that I help support it, and it's got the right mix of um, contacts and services and that sort of thing that I will continue to have work. But I've always said, I've been saying this for about 10 years now, that I've, if I ever got made redundant again, I would go and retrain to... Um, to be a gas fitter to put central heating systems in. That, and that's another thing that I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. You know, I, I, I thought about being a plumber at one point. 
I really yeah. did. I, I was seriously considering it. And the barrier to entry isn't all that great. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I could get into a, a company and kind of work my way up and get really good at it. And then, hell, if I wanted to, I could start my own company because I've started my yeah. own companies in the past. So that's not scary for me. And not only that, uh, you know, guys like you and I who've worked for ourselves and also kind of worked in a, in a deadline-driven environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, we all know that one of the frequent deficiencies in tradesmen is the fact that their timekeeping is terrible and their yeah. ability to estimate the time to complete a job is terrible. Yep. And, um, you and I you know, are quite I, good at that. <laughs> I always think that that would give you an opportunity to shine in terms of yeah, being no a question. tradesman who actually turned up on time and then did try to do work in the, in the time. And, he had and be honest about it. See, that's yeah, the other exactly, thing I always yeah. thought, you know, you hear about these guys that come into your house and, they rip you off. Oh, your furnace isn't, yeah. you know, um, you, you need this part and this part and this part. And someone in your family later says, dude, they ripped you off. That That's not what, you, they didn't need to do that. And especially uh, uh, at other, that price. Yeah. The, the other thing, <clears throat> I, I, living on this new estate, you know, it's a, it's a housing estate. It's of the age now where a lot of people are, are doing things to their properties. You yep. know, the houses are, you know, the the youngest houses like mine are, are five, six years old. So they start to need things doing to them. And then, you know, the houses are changing hands. And often what, what happens when they change hands is people want to develop them. I've seen a few of my neighbours, right? And I've seen it the same every single time. A job starts and there's loads of guys to site, yeah? And then after about a week, week and a half, kind of the job looks like it's 75% complete and everybody disappears. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then you'll see one guy turn up, you know, a couple of days a week and kind of do a little bit more. And, and you know it's because they basically, they've taken on another job and they haven't finished the job they're doing. And so they've gone off to start the other job and you're kind of left there with a half-complete job, you yep. know, and they're going, okay, well, we'll finish it and then you can pay us when we can finish it. I, I just think that's just an awful environment to, to have to live Terrible. in. Terrible. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. But yeah, yeah. I, you know, I being a plumber. I mean, it's not a glamorous job. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's a term for it called a turd wrangler here. So <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but you know, it, it yeah. pays really well. And yeah. those it? are the jobs that are going to always be in demand. And I don't think there's enough people getting into those type of jobs. No. You know, welders can make big money. <laughs> Undertakers. I don't no, think there's probably enough undertakers. Probably not. I'll skip that one personally. <laughs> uh, let's get back to the Apple event, though. Um, yeah. The one that really kind of piqued my interest more than the rest of it, and, and it, I guess it shouldn't because you and I have talked about this in the past, and that's bundling some of Apple's online services under yeah. one umbrella, and they finally did it, and they call it Apple One. Wish they mm -hmm. would stop putting the name Apple in front of everything, though. Yeah. Really tired of it. Apple One uh, individual plan, fifteen bucks a month. You get Apple Music, Apple TV, Apple Arcade, and fifty gigs of iCloud storage. Now, I already get all of those things and pay more than fifteen bucks a month. Yeah. Uh, you also have a family plan where you get two hundred gigabytes a month, which even if you didn't have a family, you might as well because you get you know two another hundred fifty gigs a month. And then you have the Premiere for thirty bucks a month, which I think is a little pricey because I like the two terabytes of storage on an iCloud account. That's good. Yeah. But Fitness Plus, eh, I don't know the benefit of that yet. Uh, I, it's dubious at best to me. So the big draw there would be Apple News Plus. Well, no, I well, have uh, yeah. Apple News Plus. I don't think Apple News Plus is a big draw for anybody, to be honest. Well, I've got it. It came yeah. free with something I bought recently. Maybe right. my Mac or something. <clears throat> or my watch or whatever it came free with it for a couple months i'm about to cancel it because yeah. i use apple news all the time on my phone when i'm at work i got 10 minutes i'll pull it out and take a look yeah but the apple news plus from what i can see gives me access to a few articles that <clears throat> aren't all that interesting most of the time and right now it's all about the election yeah um and then I basically have access to magazines. Yeah, which is a declining market. Some people like that, some people don't. For me, frankly, I I'm I would be interested in that. I don't think News Plus is is properly available here yet, or maybe it only just has become available here. I know it wasn't available when it first launched in the UK. Um, 
I would, I'm, I used to be a really big magazine reader, and I had subscriptions to quite a lot of magazines. The problem I have now is I just don't have the time to read them. Well, even so if you have the time, my problem with Apple News Plus is discoverability. It took yeah. my initial, these are the things I'm interested in when I first signed up for Apple News, and it just keeps regurgitating that type of content. Well, maybe throw something else in there. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I, as I said, I've never really played around with it. I, are you able to to choose the feeds that you can watch or does, yeah, that you kinda. can read? Yes, you can. Yeah, and you can show at least the topics. But the, with the magazines, it's it's kind of well, the magazines. Here, you've I'll got to go out, out and find the magazine you're looking for, I presume. So here, I'll I'll pull mine out right now. I'm launching Apple News. So <clears throat> so I'm gonna everything right now is about uh, um Chief. Justice Ginsburg passing away. Hmm. Um, so, oh, wait a minute. Maybe. Oh, I was reading that already. Go back. Come on. Apple News Plus. So my magazines right now is National Geographic, Newsweek, Car and Driver, The New Yorker, uh, BBC History Revealed, Science Focus, Wired, Newsweek, and then it starts... Re- popular uh, national geographic popular science and then there's a button that's called see all but it's just see all my magazines yeah and best of the week so uh, how do you find browse and catalog all right so i go browse and catalog and now there's a whole bunch of them here but i maybe it would be better on my ipad because at least even on the large screen iphone it's just showing me the name of the magazine and the current cover, but it's almost too much stuff. Yeah, it's the same. I'm I'm looking at my iPad now. It's the same here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the problem is is yeah. I mean, there's some things on here. I don't even know what they are. It showed me something called Dazed, uh, and it's got a cover of of two ladies kissing on the cover. Now I presume that's some sort of fashion magazine, but I don't know. It could be a music cover. I don't know. It doesn't tell me anything about it, and all there is is a, a plus bu- a plus button to select it or not. There's not anything that gives you any more information. No. Um, and this is, you know, look, there's one here, LBC. Now, I happen to know that LBC is a London radio station, but um, How it's a good you thing know I know that, that because know otherwise that. I wouldn't. Right. You know. Now, it's um, easy to click follow because if you're a subscriber, you're, okay, I'm going to follow that. I can look at yeah. an, epi- uh, an issue, and if I don't like it, unfollow it. No biggie, but... I don't know, man. This it's it's full of crap. Yeah. Quite honestly. And and of course then I mean I presume because I'm not on plus, but but the list here is I've got I'm looking at is also got ads in it. Yes. Um yeah, so I, I I'm I look at this and this is it's just seriously uncompelling to me. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't Ooh, give you boys the control life. I had boys' you know? life subscription when I was a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout or something. Yeah. I didn't even know the if thing it, was still around. Yeah. And and then and then it has um, like it has an Apple category and that has stuff they pulled from from the tech press um, and various different websites about Apple, but they're pulling it. So um, you know you can't you can't necessarily guarantee you're going to see everything. This isn't particularly compelling to me. The magazine things, if I was subscribed and I could choose from a lot of UK magazines, that might be more interesting to me if I had more time. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think Apple News Plus is 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 worth the extra $10 a month they're asking for for Apple One Premium. I do think the fitness is, though, and I know you... you I just don't know of, anything about it. I didn't yeah, watch the so, keynote, so... So, uh, I, well, I, so I did watch the keynote. So the idea of, with, between Fitness Plus is that... Um, have you ever seen those ads for Peloton? Yeah. You know, they send you a bike, and then you actually get guided through a workout by a guy on a screen or a uh-huh. lady on the screen, yeah? So... Um, with Apple, with uh, Apple Fitness Plus, the hardware is not a bike or exercise equipment. It's your watch, because that's monitoring your workout and sending that, displaying that data on the screen, presumably if you want to, you know, and going to your health app and everything. And again, they have uh, guided workouts that are videos, effectively, um, that are done by a, a set. Of, apparently, they've hired forty trainers or something like that. So we're going to do these, and you're either going to join them live or you're going to watch them after the fact and they're going to take you through a workout but the whole the real compelling pull is the whole time you're doing it you're getting motivation from the video but you also get motivation because your actual workout stats are coming straight off your watch and it's displayed on the screen now i can see a lot of people saying you know what 
I'd, in particularly in COVID times, I'd rather work out from home rather than go to the gym. Um, and I can see a lot of people being interested in that, particularly the peop- the sort of people who have the money to, to spend money on high-end Apple Watches. So I can see them kind of going, you know what, for $30 a month, the Fitness Plus itself is worth that to me, and I'll get all these other things too, particularly the music and that could sort be. of stuff. I think that could be enough to bring in people to the overall Apple ecosystem who maybe at the moment don't have an Apple subscription. Maybe they have Spotify uh, or uh, they use Amazon Music or something like that for their music. And maybe, you know, they 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 just pay directly for it because I would imagine a lot of people pay directly for extra Apple storage. I know I do. Um, and, they look, and they're going to look at that and they're going to say, hmm, I can get the Fitness Plus, which I want. It'll apply for the whole family. So that's... Um, you you know you could almost say all right so if somebody's if somebody's a real gym bunny and they want to go to the gym two three day two two three times a week and <clears throat> let's face it a lot of people go to the gym for the social aspect of it as well to meet their friends and that sort of thing but if you if you take a family plan then you can say well okay but but then uh, my partner who doesn't have time to go to the gym or doesn't go that often can drop their gym membership and do this stuff from home instead and then we also get family membership to all the other services as well. We can try Apple TV Plus and all that sort of thing. I can see that as being, you know, a way in. It's a way to monetize people who've bought Apple Watches. And I suspect there's going to be quite a few people like that. And these are affluent people because let's face it, if you've if if you've got an Apple Watch and you you most most people have an Apple Watch have an iPhone as well. It's a way to get them onto the subscription ladder. So it's just another route in. And I think that's what they're looking to try and do with this. And I've got to say, you know, it might work. It might well work. And I think offering, bearing in mind, the high-end Apple Watch is now all about fitness. They've made that very clear. The sensors they put in are all about fitness. Yep. Yeah. So they're going all in on fitness. And why shouldn't they? Um, you know, if, I think the, the difficulty is if you take a step back and you say, right, well, without the stats on the screen... Um, um, without um, the health app and that sort of thing, I could do all those things just watching YouTube videos. But the, the the problem with all these things is if you get to use a cool gadget that you've already bought, it maybe makes you more likely to use the cool gadget with the service than if you, you know, let's face it, I mean, any of us could go and work out on a YouTube video today, but most of us don't. You well, know, I know and, I don't. And most of us could probably do with doing some more workout and some more exercise than we could. actually do. Yeah, yeah. me too. You know, um, well, I think so, it's interesting. We'll see if it's yeah. successful or not. Um, I, I'm I'm certainly going to try it out because I know I, one thing I've noticed. My son, yeah, who's um, uh, coming up on eighteen, and uh, is overweight and uh, not particularly. You know, he has some health problems, but he's not particularly um, exercise motivated in the past. We tried. I've tried doing gyms with him. We've tried doing walks and bikes and all that sort of thing he doesn't stick with it the one thing he has stuck with and it has made a considerable difference to his weight because he went to the doctors recently and he'd lost two kilos which is uh what um eight pounds something like that yep so quite a big difference and that's ring fit on the switch he loves ring fit and he does it he does it at least three four times a week Hmm. so there is something to you know having a having a service coupled with a, a a gadget the, and, and obviously Ring Fit's also got is very Apple-esque in the way it motivates you it's game based but it's all about you know beat your score uh, work out harder put a bit more effort in um, and I think there is something to that you know so let's move on I was reading it right before we started um, recording this episode this article up on Ars Technica and I want to say it, wow this is surprising but unfortunately it's really not uh, $100,000 in bribes helped fraudulent Amazon sellers earn $100 million, DOJ says. Yeah. So this story, I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but it's basically about uh, these companies co-opted. And there's six of them, at least in the initial thing here. Um, Amazon employees to reinstate their deactivated seller accounts that were deactivated for good reasons. It was either um, copies of other products, that's obvious, uh, dangerous products, ones that would catch on fire, uh, dangerous yep. products in that they're vitamin supplements that 
uh, dubious health benefits and, and in fact could be harmful. Poisonous, yeah. Um, just the things that Amazon has been criticized for in the past, I think have tried recently in the last couple of years to try to get a little bit better on it. Um, whether they have or not is up for debate, but it's, what's not up for debate is people that work for them were bribed and they went for it and they would do very nasty things. They would share data yeah. from their competitors with these people. They'd show their marketing campaign stuff, what was working and what wasn't. They were yep. deactivating legitimate ones. They were uh, helping get um, bad reviews of one company and good reviews for another. Yeah, uh, it's just despicable stuff, and they're it, in trouble. Yeah, it it, it is despicable. Um, but as like you say, it's not surprising. Look, we all know that Amazon treats its employees terribly. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely, we know we know what it's like in the fulfillment centers in the warehouses. Yeah, um, and despite I mean Amazon's been running campaigns here all the way through uh, lockdown, going these I don't know they have them in the states, but these ads basically workers from Amazon warehouses telling people how great it is. Yes, Amazon. I've seen those. Why yeah. it's like wow, so they're kind of like ugh, it's it's just awful. It's like we we know that that's not true. Yeah, and you do have to wonder. I mean, I, I always look at them. I wonder, have they got actors to do this? Or have they actually frog-marched some employee and said, you know, look, we're going to give you some money. You've got to do this ad where you go on about how great it is. Oh, it's, by the way, if you don't, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you almost expect them to be, you know, scribbling on a package they're holding. You know, Please help me. Oh, I, <laughs> the first couple after I saw it, I had a terrible analogy, which as a Jewish man, you can appreciate. We love it here at Auschwitz. We all have places to sleep, and we yeah. get fed, and they have special showers. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, are they really making ads? Know, it's, like, it's just it, it, disgusting. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, we know as well that, that um, not only is it not a nice place to work, but also that anybody who's tried to do anything about it has been punished by the company in some really, really horrible ways. Oh, it's yeah. not very nice. And so it's 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 not hard to imagine that if you work in the back-end services doing customer, customer processing and managing the systems, that it's not much better in terms of a working environment, yep. um, you know, in terms of pay and... Uh, what you're expected to do and how, how unreasonable the management is. And, of course, that's a, that is going to be a breeding ground for people to be tempted to take bribes to do stuff with their access. Um, you know, the, the, the only thing that will worry me, as this case kind of demonstrates, is that if somebody's tempted to do that, you run a very high risk of getting caught. And if you get caught, then, you know, Amazon's going to throw the book at you and they're also going to invoke, uh, you know, you have broken the law, so you are probably going to face... Uh, criminal charges too and that's that's horrible for people who work in horrible jobs and probably desperately need the money you know and and in, i'm not i'm not i'm not you're not condoning the bad activity but you, you know, understand but, where it's coming but yeah from. you kind of you can understand yeah. why people might be tempted and uh, it's it's very difficult you know those of us in our ivory towers where we have good jobs and and we we have money to turn around and say well they, they should have more moral fiber and all that sort of thing it's very difficult when you're when you're really really kind of suffering and yep. somebody offers you a light line, a lifeline, and you kind of convince yourself that it's low risk. But the problem, the other thing in this art, this um, article illustrates is for a hundred thousand dollar bribe investment, how what how what massive returns the criminals ten can times. get for that? Yeah, no, more than ten times. No, a hundred times. Hundred times, yeah. Which is peanuts for what they're making. Yeah, um, I just got an know. email. I got a refund from Amazon. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I bought Cole uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, no, I, I got the same refund because it ended up coming out pre on cheaper on the pre-order than, yep. than we thought. So I got $10 it, back, which is... Yeah, same for me. I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I pre-ordered at the, the regular price of £60, and yep. I think I think I ended up paying 45 Yeah, um, roughly so, the same here. Yeah. So, Cole so loves that, it, by the way. Uh, it's, it's a good game. It really is. Since, um, I, since I got... I bought it... I kind of bought it for me. <laughs> I bought it for but, Cole, and I haven't had yeah. a chance to play it, but I've right. played all three of the games. So yeah, well, I I, I bought it 
kind of bought it for me because I, I tried to play Super Mario 64 on the DS and I could never really, the no. controls didn't kind of work for Correct. me. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted to play it. Um, and so when I saw it was being remade in this, plus Super Mario Sunshine, which is a game I've never played but always wanted to play, and then I, Super Mario Galaxy, which is, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best Mario games of all time. The, my problem with uh, Galaxy yeah. is I hated the control scheme on the Wii. I hated yeah. it. I had a, that spin thing. Ugh, I detested it. Well, I tried playing it for a while, but I gave up on it because it yeah. was just... But Super Mario Sunshine to me is one of the very best switch game or uh, Mario games of all time. That's the one that got me into uh, playing my, my uh, GameCube. I, I right. loved it. It was so, so good. Yeah. So anyway, Alexander snaffled it as soon as it mm-hmm. came through the door. <laughs> he's yeah. been playing, he's been playing with his sister. Um, so I saw all three of the games cause he fired them all up. Super Mario Sunshine looks as good as I thought it would. He played it, it for about it 20 minutes. It looks like a modern yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. game. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed at how good it looks. Yeah. Um, and Galaxy, Alexander says, because he played through both of the Wii ones, he says that the controls on, on the Switch are much better than That's they were on the That's what Cole said as well. Yeah. So, um, I'm, in fact, I found myself thinking the other day, hmm, it's only on sale for six months. I might have to buy another copy so I get to play it. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm waiting for Cole to kind of get a little bored with it, and then I'm going to steal the, yeah. the thing and put it in my uh, Switch Lite. What, what was that rolling? I, I banged I banged my uh, my microphone. It's becoming a tradition that I do that every Stop show. Stop headbutting now, your microphone, David. <laughs> um, the, in related to this, that I think it's probably a long time coming, and I don't think we're going to see a replacement. Nintendo canceled the 3DS. They've been making yeah. it for a decade. And I remember a nephew at a Christmas years ago got a 3ds and i was looking at how it renders 3d which i thought was quite cool although it'd give me a headache after a while Mm. um but the games always looks good and i finally a year ago bought a 3ds for myself i got one dirt cheap and there's a a buttload of games for it oh yeah because i mean some good good stuff it plays ds games it does yeah and so but here's the thing i don't i I don't play it david i don't play it yeah i just don't have time I had a 2DS XL that I play. I used to play a little bit That's when I traveled. That's what Paul has. Yeah, and I really, really liked it, and I loved the games on it. And I had a lot of games for it as well, but I had much the same problem. I've got to be honest, since I got the Switch Lite, uh, I haven't touched it at all. And that's why I don't think you're going to see a replacement because no. they've consolidated around Nintendo has consolidated yeah. around the Switch. That is their gaming platform going forward for both portable and home. And yeah. I think it's a really good idea. Um, it's in my opinion is probably um the best gaming platform out there now i know and this is coming from someone who owns all of the platforms i am not yeah. a nintendo fanboy i'm not an xbox i'm not a playstation i like all of them and mm-hmm. almost all of them equally but there's something about the switch that just really stands out it's just now, that's not to say it doesn't have any problems. It does. The drift issue with the Joy-Cons is a big issue. I've already replaced the ones Cole uses, and I yeah. won't be able to replace the ones on my Switch Lite if it happens because it's yeah. all in one unit. Yeah, I'm worried about that on mine. And uh, it's still, though, that being said, I, I really like it. Now, over the last couple of weeks, both Microsoft and Sony announced their next-generation platforms. Um, we have the PS5 coming, and it looks very interesting. But I don't know. It just seems like slightly better PS4 to me. Now, a lot of that yeah. is they're just starting to develop games for it, really. Yeah. You're not going to see the power of the next generation for a couple of years. That's That's been true since the PS1 came out. Um, but that being said, yeah, it, it didn't really do a whole lot for me. I, I am not going to be a day one buyer of it. Um, I'll probably wait till after the holidays, unless I get a really good deal and one just falls into my lap. I'm just not going to buy one. And the same thing goes with whatever the hell the new Xbox is named because <laughs> they have the worst naming convention in the history of the pla- of any video game system. Yeah, because they all sound the same. Yeah. Well, what's they, it? They, they had the Xbox 360, which was fine. Then they had the Xbox One, and then they had the Xbox One X, and then I think there was also an Xbox One S. And now this new one is the Xbox One Series X. Yeah, it's and awful. Xbox One. It's so, yeah. Why? Do, why? Why not <laughs> well, just call it the Xbox Four 
Or because when it does it, it sounds like it's buying the PS5. Okay, f- then then yeah. name it the Xbox Five. Who cares? No well, one cares. Xbox or, or stop putting, or, <laughs> or don't put a number after it. Xbox, yeah. the Xbox. Um, Xbox One Mark Two. Yeah, yeah. Give it a cool name, the Sparta. Yeah. You know, yeah. who cares? It. But yeah. the naming convention they're using is so confusing that even yeah. Xbox fans are like, ugh. I, I think you don't have an X and an S. Yeah. That's awful. So, so part of the part of the reason is actually I don't think Microsoft cares which one you have, and they don't. I think they don't even care if you have one of the older series because with them it's all about getting you onto cloud. They unlike unlike Sony who are desperate to sell large numbers of consoles. I think Microsoft is less focused on that. They want people into cloud into the cloud gaming because cloud services is where Microsoft is making most of their money now. And so and which is think, smart because at the end of the day we care about playing the games. We don't care about the box that we're playing exactly. it on. Yeah. And I think so, that's a smart smart and I already yeah. belong to that systems though I can't think of what it's called now. Game anywhere or I don't know. Whatever it is. I, I pay for it. It costs me yeah. like hundred and twenty bucks, hundred and fifty bucks a year. And it's fine, and I, and honestly, I don't play it enough to probably warrant that purchase. But when I do, maybe once a month for a few hours, <laughs> yeah. so it's probably not worth it. Um, I enjoy it. I like to be able to play any game. The problem is, uh, the first iteration you had to download the entire game, and you still have to with the three hundred and sixty stuff and the PC version as well. And the PC I'm, version. I'm on the. I'm on the pass for the PC, yeah. uh, and you do have to download the entire game. Yeah. But the new ones, you only have to download a portion of it. Oh, can I have another portion? Um, Please, it, can Lisa, I add some more game? Add some more game, uh, <laughs> and it only downloads what you need to pl- to start playing, and it will download the rest yeah. in the background. Yeah, that's interesting. In fact, I've so, played yeah. a couple of games that were like, "Oh, this is kind of fun," and I didn't even realize it was still downloading stuff in the background. Yeah. See, so- Sony. I think the problem with Sony is, is as always with Sony, they can, you know, they're they're generally successful, but there's a lot of really annoying things about them. So Alexander and I had a conversation about next next gen gaming the other day because now that I've got the five G broadband at home, we finally have enough bandwidth to have one of these things if we want one. Yeah, because that was always what helped me back before from having. Uh, we had a three. We've got three sixty, but I said we can't go to any of the next gen ones because even if you put a disc in, you've got to download hundreds of gigabytes of data before you can play the game and our connection wasn't up to that we don't have that problem anymore so we had a conversation about it and i said look we both got the gaming pcs we both got a a, you know entry-level gaming laptops i said most of the games you want to play we can play on there so does it really make sense to have a console as well especially with the laptops we can play in our rooms on the kitchen table wherever we want whereas with the console we have to be in the living room where we're competing with the TV for other people. So I said, does it, you know, does it make sense? And then the other thing is, which one will we buy? We've had the 360. I, yeah. I would say that if if I wasn't, if I didn't have either one of them, I would probably go with the PlayStation 5. And yeah, well, my reasoning that, is, I think that there's better games on that, well, that, PlayStation. That was, my, that was my thinking as well. And, and I looked at it, and that's what I thought. But then you look at the PS5, it's a lot more expensive. They no, have, not really. It, it, no, it, it, well, it, it is because the, I'm not interested in 4K. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't need 4K, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the, 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 the one that, well, the one that's now sold out apparently already, the PlayStation 5, with the, with the disc... With the disc drive in it, Xbox sold top, out as well. Top, top at one. Well, yeah. it's going to. It's, I think it's Monday. Um, it'll sell out immediately. Yeah, but that is the top end of the pricing for it. Um, and it's yeah, it's a hundred dollar difference. Come and, on. And then here's the thing: I don't really want the discs. If I'm, the whole point about these things, as I said, is that even you've got the disc, you've got to download gigabytes of data. You might as well have the one the without high, the disc. The high end one is what four ninety nine. For, yeah, it's a lot of money. Right, and the a low end money. is three ninety nine, and the yeah. and but you just spent nine hundred dollars on two freaking watches. Uh, no, that's true, but yeah, but that's part of the thing is I have just spent nine hundred dollars on watches, so I'm now more price conscious. And and this is a, as I said, this is all kind of moot because I wouldn't, I'm not going to buy any, any either of these anyway because of the laptop argument. But I I did say to Alexander, it will be good 
if we could play some of these PlayStation games, because yes, I think we both came to the agreement that the PlayStation had some exclusives that we're never going to get on another platform and we'd all like to play. Alexander, for instance, really wants to play the Spider-Man game. It looks really good. Yeah. So I said, oh, well, you know, cloud gaming's a thing now. Let's go and have a look at the PlayStation cloud gaming service and see if we can do that, because you can play that through your PC. So we go and look on that, and they had Spider-Man on there, and they took it away last month. There. For no good reason whatsoever. It's, yeah, it was on there, and now it's gone. And right. so it's just like, well, why, why would you take one of the games, one of your figurehead games that everybody wants to play and not avail- make it available on the cloud service? And then I thought, oh, well, maybe because they're going to do a relaunch version for the PS5. Yeah, well, I think when it comes yeah. to uh, the consoles themselves, I think the PS5 and the Xbox, whatever... Um, are probably about equal. Let's be honest. The, yeah. You know the the big AAA games are going to come out on both consoles, and there won't yeah. be any significant difference. But here's the thing: Microsoft has the Xbox Series S, which doesn't support 4K, but apart from that, is virtually identical to the IRM one, and it's three hundred dollars. No, it is less powerful in almost every. It, it okay. All right. The so specs it's less powerful, I'm looking at, and the and the people really in the know are saying it's more like the current generation Xbox. Did you see the uh, the Easter egg they did in the reveal trailer? No. So they showed the uh, the top end one a month ago or so, maybe longer, whatever it was. Yeah. And they didn't show this new one, the entry level one. That was the one that they just revealed. Yeah. Well, when they went back and looked at the reveal for the first one, it was actually in the background on the bookshelf. Right. <laughs> I thought that was. Yeah. I, I like little things like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, you cheeky fuckers. Um, uh-huh. Oh, got to put an explicit tag on that now. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. So, um, it took, yeah, I, took over I, 400 I, episodes. But. Yeah, I got it. I'll get it in there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think that gaming is uh, very interesting what's going on. I, you know, if it makes 2020 a better year, I'm all for it. Um, yeah. Because this has been a bad year, no matter how you look at it. It's true, and it's continuing to go on. And, and of course, the problem is we're all saying, oh, it's a bad year, like 2021, 1st January 2021, it's all going to get better, and it, it ain't. It could. You know, it no. won't. It won't. It could be a, a stellar, everyone's going to have a great time. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next generation. I'm just not going to be an early adopter. No. And to me, it's, and, and maybe, it's all about the maybe, games. Yeah. Maybe my solution to my being a want to play the Spider-Man game is to buy a PS4, use PS4. Uh, and, but uh, the thing is, I it. have that Spider-Man game. Yeah. Uh, I bought it, not right when it came out, but not too long after. I bought that and the new Jedi game. Yeah. And uh, both of, well, I got uh, the Spider-Man game, I believe, on the PS4, and I've got the Jedi game on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played either one for crap, including Red Dead Redemption 2. I've also got that. And yeah. I just, I don't know. I get home from work, you know, eat dinner. We do some family stuff. I've got maybe an hour and a half before I go to bed. I'm freaking tired at that point. I, and those games take a lot of time. Yeah, they do. I've been, um, I've been, I was, uh, I was playing Halo 2 on, on the, on my laptop. A- fantastic and then, then, game. Then I then I, I downloaded and reinstalled Crackdown Three, which was actually why I signed up for the service in the first place, and oh, it got me. Oh, yeah, Crackdown I know, Three it, is a fit. That's the last game that I played a crap ton of. Yeah, and and I know when it came out, a lot of people they said the PC version was buggy and didn't work properly, and a lot of people were really disappointed with Crackdown Three. It was massively delayed, um, and then when it did ship, a lot of the features they promised in it weren't there. It was supposed to have destructive environments and everything, and so I know it got kind of got trashed in the press. Oh, it's a great but I game. tell you, it's it's a great game. Yeah. I think I think it's it's certainly better than the, the second one. It's not as good as the first one was the best, absolutely. But only it, only I, in that it was so different. There was nothing yeah. really like it. It took the GTA yeah. model and kind of turned it on its head. Yeah, it was cheeky um, but yet serious, and I I really liked it. I think the story I, was better. Yeah. And the I progression was great. Yeah, I just can't stop playing it. And uh, I got to get that one more it, orb. One more yeah. orb. I got to get the one up there. How do <laughs> yeah. I get it? 
that that's that's the thing you know and uh, even though each of the things you have to do they're very repetitive they're on their own they're fairly repetitive yeah and even the boss battles are, are kind of the same just turned up a little bit yeah. but it's just fun it it's is just a fun, fun game yeah it gives you and that i'm jumping you know to this thing and i'm jumping over here and at the middle of my jump at the apex i'm shooting this thing and oh it's just that's right it's and a then good time. and then at the corner of your eye you see an orb and you go i'm gonna stop the middle of this fight and go and get it oh i gotta get that back. orb right there <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's a great game no if you've never played crackdown yeah pick it up it is yeah. one of those games that I don't know. I, I'm with David. It's just so yeah. good. I've got it, I think, on the Xbox. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. It was one of those that came out for free on the Xbox yeah, uh, as part of a subscription service. And once you download it or once you've purchased it, you can download it anytime you want in the future. As long and as you remain signed up. Subscription, yeah. And I do. Yeah, I, that, that's that. I mean, that's what I, I'm on. Uh, Xbox, what's it called? Again, naming. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for PC, yeah, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Rolls but basically, it means it basically means they have about 60, 70 PC titles that you and they change them out every now and again that you can download and play on your PC while yep. you're subscribed. Yeah. So it, and it, and it's it. I mean, I think I think initially it was a pound. It's gone up to about four or five pounds a month now. But then I think sixty pounds a year. And I've got access to all of those games. Uh, whereas if I bought alone what, is, was sixty pounds when it came out. I mean, well, exactly. That that's the thing. I mean, obviously, none of the games in there are particularly, but and they've got every single Halo game redone for the PC. Yeah. So, so it's it's a know, good value. Gears of War, it's you, a great value. Yeah. yeah. And Crackdown is good. Yep. <laughs> it's the only time you ever hear us say "crack" and "good" in the same sentence. Um, that's kind of all that we had lined up to talk about. Except you were asking about reviews. Well, yeah, because we, we obviously we talked about this um, this Amazon fraud. Um, fraud thing, and then the other thing that's been going on I've been reading about recently is something called brushing on Amazon, which is basically where <laughs> all of a sudden you'll receive through the through the mail something you didn't order from Amazon, and it turns out what people are doing is they are they are effectively lifting Amazon accounts, so they are creating new Amazon accounts to promote their product. So what they'll do is they'll create 150, 200 new Amazon accounts. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll scrape credit card data or uh, address data from somewhere that's available from, you know, some um, leaked database on, on the web. And they'll populate those accounts with people's addresses and stuff. And then using their own credit cards, they will buy their own product because what that lets them do then is leave a review for that a positive review for that product. So what mm. they'll do is so and and what what ends up happening is that your your address has been linked to some made up Amazon account and you will suddenly receive a packet of seeds through the mail or uh, you know some sort of Chinese tchotchke. and it's all about uh, far, review farming effectively. Um, so it, this kind of got me thinking because I know you're on the Vine program, yeah, and I was wondering how much because uh, I've had also had the thing recently where um, Chinese sellers have started contacting me directly. Uh, and saying, would you like to receive free product for review? Yeah. You know, um, and uh, they kind of say, well, you, you know, you can review it however you want. But the, they're relying on the fact that effectively most people will probably leave a, a, a three or four star review anyway, just because they got it for free. Uh, and um, that's good enough for them because they, it's all about the re- skewing the review rankings. Um, so I, I wondered, you're on the official Amazon Vine program. What? How much How much review, genuine reviewing of the stuff you're buying on Amazon did you have to do before they brought you into that well you got to remember I, I'm part of the vine program but I was the original vine program member um there was yeah but how, a but how do you present I, I know with vine they 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 you don't apply to go on it do you right, they you ask you um it was a couple hundred at least yeah but you got to remember this was before Amazon became Amazon right and I they reached out to me um I remember the year now, uh, because we were doing a lot of book reviews at the time. Uh, John Nemo had a cadre of writers who wanted to read books and post reviews on them. And of course, we were doing hardware reviews as well. And that was when Amazon was really starting to push into the hardware market for tech. And so I got an email. I don't remember who it was from, but they were really, really high up at Amazon at the time. 
uh, asking if I would repurpose our reviews and post them on Amazon. Now, they don't allow that anymore. No. Um, although I can do it and they don't ever see well, like yeah, any, anybody could do it they just you you wouldn't they wouldn't know would they right so I, uh, the reviews i were posting very few were actually my reviews so let's say you did a review of um, um understanding ipod right yeah so i would post it at mymac.com and either a week or two later after our initial push of that review went through and we got pretty much all the the, re, the readers that were going to on that one. 90% of the people that were going to read it would read it in that first couple of weeks. Yeah. So after that, I would have a back catalog of three or four reviews. I would go to the Amazon product page and I would post it. Now, the name of the review would be David Cohen's MyMac.com review. Mm-hmm. And then I would just simply copy and paste it. And at the end, I would put a link to the actual review. Now, that link wasn't a live HTML. You couldn't click it, but you could copy and paste it. Yeah. And I did notice when I would start posting reviews there, we did see some more traffic, whether it's from that link at the bottom or people would just see my Mac, David Cohen's MyMac.com. They would see MyMac.com. Yeah. They would find us that way. So it didn't cost me anything, and we were getting more readers. So yeah. what the hell? So I started doing that, and I did that for a number of years before they launched the Vine program. And when Vine launched, it was, um, and it still is by invitation only, but back yeah. then you would get a once every couple weeks email blast and everyone got the same email and it would have a, you know, a bunch of things that you could review. And initially it was, it, it turned into a mad scramble. Yeah. Everybody said they refreshing their email program to get it and then get the most expensive, nice thing you can get. Cause back then. <laughs> Dude, you could. They would. They, it would be. Ref, they would have like three refrigerators. Yeah. Um, initially, it was mostly books, and they figured out that people aren't going to buy and get, or they're not going to download and or read, or it, it's just too much. They don't want to review books. It's a whole different thing. So now it's mostly everything but books. Um, eventually, they made it a curated list. Okay, these people review these things, and since I had posted so many reviews in the tech field. That's what my newsletter every month was kind of geared towards. Yeah. And then they started getting more and more products. So they said, okay, you know what? We're going to make it a curated list still, but you just go to this web page and, you know, at, at a certain time, new items would be added. So it was still kind of a mad scramble. And now it's still yeah. that way, except it's not any time of the day or night or week. They just add new things to your queue. What do you want to review? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it's all over the place, but it's such a big program now. So I, I just went to my um, Vine page. There's 13 items. There's a CoverGirl Clean Fresh Hydrating Concentrated Mascara. Oh, pass, well, yeah, I've seen a recent pitch to you. You should go for that. Uh, a Woman's Sexy One-Piece Shoulder Long Sleeve Pleated Sign me something. up. <laughs> Uh, a keen unit un- utility fitness two sports shoe, which is a size nine, which I'm a size eleven, so that's not going to help. <laughs> Amazon's essential men's long sleeve weather resistant hooded coat, which is it's super ugly, so I don't want that. Uh, a book, uh, a four K uh, HTML, or I'm sorry, a f- yeah HTML cable, HDMI cable, sorry. Right. CoverGirl Clean Fresh Pressed Powder Translucent. Who cares? Uh, Dr. Brown's Hands-Free Pumping Bra, which is just like a bra with the nipples cut out. How dare you to get that review in? Yeah. Uh, 18 pair of stainless steel silver-studded earrings earrings for women. UV so, protection. So this is a bunch of crap, right? So so I and this now answers the question that I was going to ask, which was because the reason I'm interested in this is is obviously um Well hold on these guys go. are so though this is the curated list, but now I've yeah. got two other ones. So this is recommended for you. Yeah. The next one is recommend re, re, available for all, and there's eight thousand eight hundred and eighty four items there. Mm-hmm. And then there's additional items, and then the additional there's eighteen thousand nine hundred and eighty-one items. So, 
let's just stay there for a second. Under electronics, there's 1,620 items. Yeah. And so if I go to electronics, um, and I've noticed when they add something new, they put it on the very last page. It, yeah. So on the last page right now on this, there's a uh, an accessory kit for a GoPro. There's a couple of big selfie rings that you can connect to your phone, and it gives you basically a light. Yeah. There's a, a Fitbit rim, um, bands. There's an external CD DVR read write USB three portable CD player. Um, there's a power. There's a couple power strips. Um, they've been really pushing the blue light blocking glasses for men and women lately. Yeah. Um, so my my actually the interest really cool my question in was obviously we've been hearing these stories about sellers gaming the system. Yep. And I was wondering how easy it would be to for, for them to game the Vine system. Uh, very difficult it full because of crap. it's very no, it's very curated. They have to submit their products and someone at Amazon has to approve it. Right. Um, some but of it there's is an crap. awful lot of <laughs> there's an awful lot of you know questionable garbage in there really yeah but the thing is uh, and i wonder if they have to pay to be in the vine get. program as well oh yeah they do uh, yeah. and they have to supply the product obviously so that's what's available it, right now now if you yeah. want to know what i've got recently so let me go to my reviews these are items that i got recently that i have not reviewed yet and i don't think most of these i've even talked about on the show one of them i have it's that my dash the big screen yeah uh, portable they call it portable but it's not battery driven Next one, I've got a four-pack of 20-watt RGB floodlights that doesn't come with a stand, which is stupid. Um, I got a D-Link Wi-Fi range extender mesh, gigabyte, dual, wireless, broadband, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I got an Xbox 360 wired controller. I got the Acer Predator, and that's the one that I don't remember ordering, so I must have been vining in the middle of the night. Right. The big thousand dollar monitor i got two um king kong smart two megapixel outdoor security cameras 1080p uh two-way audio night vision one's a 95 degree angle and one's a 120 degree angle i've got those installed there's no way you can look at it on a computer that i found so far you can only watch it on your smartphone right um and you can get notifications that if it detects motion you you can launch the app and see what's going on the problem is no matter what i do they keep dropping off the freaking wi-fi network so then you got to unplug them and plug them back in so that's kind of a pain in the ass so so far my reviews is not going to be really good positive yeah um a memory foam pillow i got this for julie and because she needed a new pillow but it's really really thin and it's almost useless right so that's not going to be a great review and then i've got a um Shirok C100 car HUD. It plugs right into your uh, OBD connector. And if people don't understand what all that meant, it means you plug this thing into a, a, a thing on your car and you have uh, a heads-up display, which I thought that'd be kind of cool. It's the cheesiest, junkiest little <laughs> thing I've ever used. I, I finally unplugged it and just... Yeah. It's it's garbage. It's functional, so, but, but it's cheap and... Plastic so it, it, it sounds to me like Vine is kind of being gamed because there's a lot of cheap Chinese garbage on there. Um, there is, but there isn't. Some of the stuff is really, really good. Dude, I got a Lenovo desktop computer for Julie. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not talking about Lenovo. <laughs> I'm not talking about the name brands. I can understand name brands putting stuff into the Vine program. They've got the marketing money to do it. Uh, they know they're going to get a fair review and they know that their stuff is mostly good enough that they're going to get good reviews that's going to drive sales. But, is there but why stuff? Sure. But why somebody puts in a cheap, thin Chinese memory pillow, <laughs> memory foam pillow, because into the Vine program, knowing that it's garbage, I don't well, understand. maybe they don't think it's garbage, number one. And number two, there are a lot of people out there that are interested in a memory foam pillow. Now, this is, for, uh, this is an orthopedic one. It's a really weird shape. And I was hoping that this would be good for Julie, and I think it would have been if it had more padding in it. I think it's just too thin. So are there is there junk in there? Of course. But that's junk in our opinion. That doesn't necessarily mean it's junk uh, altogether. Yeah, my cameras that drop off the Wi-Fi, I mean, that's 
pretty junky now. But you said that was a brand, didn't you? Was that yes, a name a, brand? A, well, not from what I could find. They, I can't no. even find their own website. Right. And okay. I mean, it's called King Kong. Come on. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm still thinking the kind of stuff you would hope wouldn't be in the Vine program is in the Vine program. Sure, there is. Yeah. That stuff is going to be in there. But it's yeah. again, it's a curated list in that they're deciding what to put in there, and we decide yeah. what we want to get. Yeah, but are they curating it because they think it's a good product? Are they curating yeah, it on the basis that they got paid money to so put much, it in? No, I think there's so much stuff that they do probably reject more than they accept. Uh, yeah. In the electronics, I found that it's it is hit or miss. Some of it is derivative, some of it's the cheap stuff, and some of it's really good, like the Acer putting that yeah. in there. The D-Link rivalry, that's good. An Xbox controller from Microsoft is in there. Um, the screen was in there. I mean, there are some really... The Lenovo, their stuff is in there. Um, the really good stuff doesn't last long. It just doesn't. No. Um, but some of it, I mean, is... You know, I got Julia purse that she really, really likes. I got a coat that I thought would be great, and it sucks. Um, I got a three terabyte Xbox One portable hard drive, which when it arrived, uh, immediately got plugged into my Xbox. That was great. I got a Canon all-in-one printer. That was fantastic. Uh, I got that uh, backup camera. I got the Denon home speaker that we talked about here, as well as the Belkin yeah. one. That was all Vine stuff. So yeah. there are some really quality stuff up there, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not interested in, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's junk. No, no, I, I appreciate that. I'm just um, I'm, I'm just figuring if, if that's a system. Might, what I'm coming to is, is it possible to trust any kind of online reviews anymore? I think it is it's, for from independent publishers like MyMac.com. I yeah. think it is for places like the Mac Observer. Um it's some guy's blog meh maybe not i don't yeah. know how how much does he take in advertising for the products that he's reviewing you know um yeah. i i think you have to search unfortunately long and hard to find the good quality product reviews and you're not going to find them on amazon no so with that uh massive revelation we're going to wrap up this episode of tech <laughs> fan uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, of course, we do have the Ma new Mandalorian trailer to talk about. Yeah. And probably by the time we get to that show, even more cool stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We'll be back here on TechFan in two weeks. Of course, we encourage your feedback. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. You can go to Twitter or feedback, find uh, TechFan there and leave us feedback. Or just go to techfanpodcast.com or mymac.com and leave a comment in the show notes. And I'll see you in a week, David. See you then.